Chilson Motors with Gene Chilson, our sponsors of our Wax Farm Show podcast. At Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott and Chilson Chrysler Dodge, Jeep and Ram, we have an excellent selection of certified pre-owned Ram models to choose from. Purchase a certified Ram and receive our 7-year, 100,000-mile warranty and its factory-backed coverage from Ram. A certified Ram offers a great deal of confidence and peace of mind with a 7-year, 100,000-mile warranty. And we now have a great selection in stock and ready for immediate delivery. And ready to get those farm chores done. Absolutely. To see all the models, call, click, or visit Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott on the corner of Highway 27 and X or Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Business Highway 53 or visit us on the web at chilson.com. And remember, let our family take care of your family. Did you know Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Mondovi is really growing to meet the needs of farmers? Matt has expanded his service area and your animals can enjoy the expanded feed lines and bulk custom feed mixes right now. He also has seed for all your planting needs for next spring's planting. Visit Bluff Country Feed and Seeds website at bluffcountryfs.com to see what Matt and the crew can do for you. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Monday morning, good morning to you. I'm Kristen Smith, along with... Joe Welke. Good morning, Jill. Good morning, Kristen. You know, run, run, Rudolph. It just gets you ready for the holidays. Absolutely. Do you watch any... Running and running, aren't you? I'm always running. (laughs) I'm always going somewhere. Are you ready for Christmas, though? No. What do you mean, no? It's less than three weeks away. I still have three weeks left. Wow. She's not a planner, everyone. I am a planner. I just plan (laughs) late. I am almost done Christmas shopping, and my plan is that some nights this week I'm going to start wrapping the gifts. Well, I actually went out and I shopped for a family in need, so I've got that just about done. But that's all over my kitchen table. And I will shop. I have ideas for my... My kids aren't asking for much. And so I'm, they don't get much. Right? Nice. And I'm a common sense shopper, so I don't buy them things that they hang on their wall or things that they have to dust. I buy them socks and shirts and stuff like that. So. Well, nothing wrong with that. Everybody needs socks and shirts. I mean, you stay warm that way. Absolutely. And most stores require shirts. <laughs> I actually have not seen a store lately that doesn't require a shirt. I I can't say I go many places that way. You know, I, I'm not part of that group that Bob says you have a punch card for. I know, right? <laughs> You're just jealous. Oh, yeah. No, no, I'm good. <laughs> it's almost Christmas. We're less than three weeks away. I think it's going to be a good holiday season. It looks like we're going to have a white Christmas, too. I'm Looked outside a little bit ago. I did not see any flurries yet. However, there are some coming up in the forecast. We'll be talking about about that and a whole lot more, including some new royalty in the state of Wisconsin and grant season. We'll have Jill with that coming up next on Wax. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's that time of the morning. We're about three minutes before the five o'clock hour. And it's going to be a mostly cloudy day today with some flurries in the skies. Looking only at a high of 31. And we're at 30 degrees right now. So 
this, when you wake up, this is what it's going to be like. Jill understands that. She wakes up and it's almost the exact same temp at her house that it is here. Absolutely. <laughs> Actually, it was kind of refreshing. I stepped out. I'm like, ooh, I didn't get cold. You didn't is that get cold? I know, but that's pretty warm. When you're thinking December, yesterday morning it was like 7 when I got up. Yeah. And that's cold. Well, what time did you get up? Um, What time was I awake or what time I got up? <laughs> In other words, she was out late. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got a lot of stuff talking about going on this morning, including muzzleloader, gun season, bow season. And just a quick thing before we jump into the news, we want to say thank you to all. All the farmers out there and anybody who works in agriculture. But we want to give you something for doing what you do. But we need something from you first. So we want to give you a half a hog and a chest freezer courtesy of Smith Brothers Meets Up in Colby and Abbotsford Appliance. But first, you have to go to the Midwest Farm Report tab on WaxRadio.com and you have to register for it. Again, you have to go to WaxRadio.com so that we can gift one of you lucky people a half a hog and a chest freezer and that will be coming to you before the holidays. So go to WaxRadio.com and register today. And it is 501 on 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire. Let's jump in this morning with some news. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. President Biden is celebrating five celebrities for their contributions to American culture through the arts. Trey Thomas fills us in. During the Kennedy Center Honor Sunday, President Biden lauded the honorees with praise. Tonight we celebrate a truly exceptional, and this no, it's not an exaggeration, a truly exceptional group of artists. Group of artists. We embody the very spirit of we the people. Actor George Clooney, singers Amy Grant and Gladys Knight, composer Tanya Leon, and rock group U2 were at the White House, where Biden addressed each of them personally. I'm Trey Thomas. George's closely watched Senate race is about to be decided. Recent polling shows Democratic Senator Raphael Warnock has a narrow lead over Republican challenger Herschel Walker ahead of Tuesday's runoff. Early voting wrapped up in Georgia over the weekend with more than 350,000 people casting their ballots on Friday alone. That shattered the state's one-day record. The founder and former CEO of FTX says he is responsible for the failure of his cryptocurrency exchange. I screwed up. Like, I was CEO. I had a responsibility to be on top of what was going on on the exchange. Appearing on ABC's This Week, Samuel Bankman-Fried also admitted he was spread thin sometimes and thought there were processes in place that were managing the borrowing and lending on the platform. California lawmakers will meet today for a special session as Governor Gavin Newsom is calling on lawmakers to pass a price-gouging penalty on oil companies and pushing forward new efforts to increase transparency and accountability on oil companies. As of Saturday, gas prices were at the lowest level since late February, sitting at four eighty-nine a gallon. The record high in L.A. County was set on October the 5th at six forty-nine a gallon. And Aerosmith's Steven Tyler battling more health problems. On Friday, the band announced Tyler had fallen ill and canceled their Las Vegas show just two hours before they were set to perform. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. Do you know Steven Tyler, Jill? Not personally. Well, not personally, but do you know of him? I've heard of him, yes. You've heard of him? <laughs> so when did their music first come out? Or is that something you remember, like being in high school? Or were they already on the air when? Um, I'm thinking I was in high school. Oh, so did you ever go to their concerts and No. No. No, we were pretty tight to tight to home, tight to the farm and it wasn't really a big thing to go. I wonder how old that man is cuz he looks like he's had work done. 
<laughs> he, he really is. does. If you see pictures of him, it's like, ooh, I don't know. Well, um, you could Google it and ask him. Google it. Hey, wow. I, I like Google. You're supposed to get out there and get some egg news from him. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Poor Jill. We're going to pick on you today. That's okay. She likes it. <laughs> well, we are looking at a mostly cloudy day today with some flurries, but we'll catch you up on the full forecast. That'll be coming up next. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, before we jump into that lovely forecast that we're going to get, Jill, we've got some farm news, and you actually had a chance to talk to the recipient. So catch us up. What's going on? Absolutely. This fall has turned into grant season for the Osseo Fairchild FFA chapter. Last week, we talked about the $2,000 grant that FFA members won at the national level from the Domino's Corporation. And later last week, Ms. Amanda, uh, oops, Ms. Amelia Hayden, the Osseo Fairchild FFA chapter and agriculture teacher, brought home the first place grant of $20,000 from CHS Cooperative as they celebrate their 75th anniversary. This category of grants was open nationwide to agriculture teachers with the top awards, and they were donated by the members of CHS Cooperative. Ms. Hayden is planning on renovating the Agriculture Department's greenhouse and providing needed equipment to teach the biotechnology classes that she has just started to offer the students in the high school. The second place grant of $15,000 went to Windmere, North Dakota, and third place of $10,000 went to Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Twelve other agriculture programs received honorable mention grants of $2,500 each. And it was really neat. She had to do so much more than just fill out a grant application. She put on a presentation. They came to the school. They did some videotaping. And she was in a booth all day talking to CHS uh, people, members, and then she was chosen. And she's just, she's so excited about it. And it's just so fun to see these grants going out to people we know. Yeah, very exciting stuff. So congratulations to them and to all the recipients as well. Well, let's take a look at our weather this morning. Jill's super excited. She's going to get her galoshes on later. And she's going to go out there with a shovel. We've got a mostly cloudy day coming with some flurries. She's all excited for that. High of 31 degrees. Tonight, partly cloudy and 11. Tomorrow, partly cloudy, 31 degrees. So same as today. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy, low of 13. Wednesday, a little chillier, 28 degrees with some clouds. Wednesday night's going to get cold, so bundle up. Mostly clear, 9 degrees. Medford right now is at 25 degrees. La Crosse is at 34. Marshfield at 26. Green Bay at 28 degrees. Up in Rice Lake, they're at 25. Over in Wausau, 27. Madison is at 34. Milwaukee's at 33. And right here in the Eau Claire, Chippewa Falls, Menominee area, we're at 30 degrees. Only going to raise up one degree today. So enjoy the weather. But we've got to keep moving along. We've got your morning markets. Those are coming in next, and they'll be brought to you by... Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. So, Jill, do you know what galoshes are? Yes. I used to have an elementary school principal that would come in, and he'd say, okay, kids, the snow is going to hit the ground, so make sure you come on in with your galoshes and rubbers. Of course he did. And as a little kid, we were always like, what, are the, what, what is that? We didn't know what it was. 
Because we're used to hearing the term snow pants and boots. Absolutely. So it was a little different. Actually, I was of the era where we put uh, bread bags on our feet so we kept them dry because we didn't have all the good boots that they have now. And I, I think there was even a, one teacher that used to use bread bags on his feet and then slide them into your boots. Is that when you used to walk uphill both ways to school and the snow was over the power lines? <laughs> mm-hmm. You had to take two sticks to start your fire? Yeah, two mm, sticks. Nice. At least we got two sticks. You know, some people only had one. True. So, yeah, little twigs. Just just think of all that I've taught you in this last year that I've been here. Oh, boy. <laughs> you are so lucky. I, I'm speechless. <laughs> Hey, you know, and that doesn't happen very often when Kristen is speechless. No, it does not. It's only happened like twice in my life. Uh-huh. Well, Jill, we got to keep moving along. Rural Mutual Insurance is sponsoring the markets today. Catch us up. What's going on? And our livestock. Choice-fed beef steers are 144 to 160 and a half with mixed at 116 to 143. Choice-fed beef heifers are 143 to 163 with mixed at 103 to 142. Choice fed Holstein steers are 130 to 147, with select and silage fed steers 80 to 129. Cows are 58 to 95. Bulls are 60 to 101. Butcher hogs are 75 to 93 and a quarter. Sows are 41 and a half to 45, with boars at 15 to 17. Shorn market lambs are 111 to 124. There's no quote on unshorn market lambs. Feeder lambs are one hundred five to two dollars. Ewes are sixty-five to ninety-seven and a half, with small goats at ten to one hundred eighty-five dollars. Medium goats forty-five to two hundred forty-five dollars. Large goats one hundred forty-five to five hundred thirty dollars. And nanny goats seventy to three hundred five dollars. Thank you. And looking at the Mercantile Exchange, we've got your live cattle for December at one fifty-three thirty-five. That's up thirty cents. February's at one fifty five eighty seven up forty five cents. April's at one fifty nine fifty seven up thirty two. Feeder cattle for January is at one eighty two forty five up a dollar thirty seven. March is at one eighty five twenty seven up ninety seven. And April's at one eighty eight sixty two. That's up eighty two cents. Lean hogs for December's at eighty two forty two. That down seventy cents. February's at ninety forty two up a dollar twenty two. April's at ninety five eighty two up a dollar fifty seven. Switching over to the Chicago Board of Trade, we've got your March corn up a penny at six forty seven. Your March oats down a fraction at three fifty seven. March beans were up six cents at fourteen fifty two. Your March soybean meal was up seventy cents at four twenty four eighty a ton. March wheat up a nickel at seven sixty six. On the dairy side, barrel cheese was unchanged from Friday at a dollar eighty nine and three quarters. Blocks were also unchanged at two ten, and your double A grade butter that went up two cents to two ninety. Class three futures for December were up nine at twenty twenty nine. January down three to twenty dollars. February was unchanged at nineteen eighty nine. March up a nickel at nineteen ninety eight. April was up six cents at twenty dollars. And then those markets were mostly upward into twenty twenty four. And again, your markets this morning are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Sixteen minutes after five o'clock. And Jill, you think it's odd that uh, I don't know, I didn't know what galoshes were growing up. That's because you're a baby. And what did I say? That I'm not a baby. <laughs> <laughs> There's no, just things I... that were, you know, evolution has happened. Yeah. I said I was not a baby. Mm-hmm. You said I was old. I didn't say those words. Yes, you did. I just said, what does that make you? <laughs> It it was implied, but I didn't say those words. Yeah, but you were thinking it. So back in the day then, you know, you had your galoshes and your bread bags and your rubbers and all that fun stuff. Did you have the strings too? Strings? What are you talking about? You put cans on the end and you can call people? (laughs) 
Oh, my goodness. <laughs> See, but you had to explain that to me. So, obviously, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I watched The Little Rascals. That's how I found out about it. I was actually someplace where I saw... <laughs> he watched it, too. <laughs> no, I saw a rotary phone. That Yeah, I remember you, those. Okay. My parents had them. They're older than you. Yeah. Well, see, thanks. <laughs> this one was like a gold color. It was kind of cool, actually. Hmm. Well, speaking of gold, Wisconsin has new royalty in the honey sector. Oh, yeah. That's liquid gold. Kaylin Sumner of Cecil, Wisconsin, was selected as the 2023 Wisconsin Honey Queen at Wisconsin's Honey Producers Association's annual convention. Kaylin is a graduate of Pulaski High School and is currently attending Kansas State University, majoring in agricultural education with minors in food science and entomology. Kaylin will spend this next year promoting Wisconsin's honey industry, and in January of 2024, Kaylin will represent Wisconsin at the American Honey Queen Competition at the American Beekeeping Federation Convention in New Orleans, Louisiana. So congratulations to Kaylin Sumner. Very good stuff. Very good stuff. Do you eat honey on your toast? Sometimes. Well, good. Or just scoop it right out of the jar. Well, you do what you got to do, right? Hey, I'm. that's why I'm so sweet. Uh, um. <coughs> okay, turning off the mic now. <laughs> I just turned her off. We got to keep moving along here. We're going to be talking about the dairy exports in 2022. Krista Hayden will be coming in next right here on Wax. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Exports so important to agriculture in Wisconsin and the United States. Without exports, we'd have a lot of stuff to try and figure out what to do with. Bob Bosel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn, and we talk so much about corn, soybeans, beef, and pork exports. But, Stephanie, dairy exports are so very, very important to our industry. They are, Bob. And the good news is that dairy exports are up and 2022 is actually on pace to be a good year for dairy, despite some of those headwinds we faced. I'm Stephanie Hoff from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. U.S. Dairy Export Council CEO Krista Hardin starts off with what's taking center stage for the council as we head into a new year. Yeah, well, you know, we're, we're lucky right now. Dairy exports are up about 4% by volume and 25% through September. That's the latest numbers that we have. So we're we're on pace to have a very good year in 2022 in spite of some of the headwinds, which include some of the supply chain and shipping issues. Obviously, input costs for our farmers are up. I don't, you know, I don't have to tell them this, energy, labor, all the things that go into dairy but we're also seeing great demand for our products. So we're telling a really good story to our friends and anybody will listen, frankly, about what's happening in U.S. dairy. Our commitment to nutritious products to produce in a sustainable way. As we gear up looking ahead to what might be happening in a new Congress, um, thinking about Farm Bill, obviously it's around the corner. So we'll have discussions on that. We'll t- continue to talk about some of the problems we have in shipping and supply chain all the way through, um, you know, all from really for rail, trucking, and then at our ports as well. So we don't want those issues, not you know, to fall off the agenda. And we'll con- keep reminding our friends of, about those as well, and they've been so helpful thus far. So, it, you know, there's a number of things we'd like to see, you know, more um, really focus on free trade agreements. You know, it's not just implementation of the ones we have and 
uh, industry taking advantage of those you know, great situations, but also we need more because our competitors are out there getting more um, free trade agreements. So that's kind of the top issues, um, Stephanie, that we're really focusing on right now. Well, let's dive right into exports then. How do you describe the current state of U.S. dairy exports? I know you mentioned it was up, but can you provide any specific numbers and comparisons to years past? Yeah, well, I'll be happy to tell you that we there's growing interest, growing awareness and importance of U.S. dairy around the world. Supplies are tight. They're tight not only from the U.S., but also from our competitors. So we are definitely always working um, to make sure we are finding the, you know, the most important markets, key markets for our members, and which include dairy farmers, obviously, to make sure we're getting product to to all of our customers and those who are looking for us. As I mentioned, we're up 4% by volume and 25% by value. Those are numbers that matter to farmers as well. This growing interest in U.S. dairy is really, in my mind, you know, something to be extremely excited about as we look ahead and thinking of how do we keep, you know, farmers on the farm and that next generation coming back. It really is about having new markets and potential growth um, in the markets where we are, as well as, you know, new places as we really do think about, um, you know, growing the custom kind of awareness and the interest, if you will, in, in U.S. dairy products. New markets would be an opportunity to promote U.S. dairy overseas, but the current administration had been clear from the get-go. It wanted to focus on domestic issues, not necessarily international trade deals. Krista, is that still the sentiment from the White House, or are there new trade deals in the works? What's happening? Well, there are no new trade deals on the way that I'm aware of. There are certainly other kind of steps that are being taken by the administration, but we continue to push them and in Congress as well to think about new markets. But I would just, just give you a little comparison to where we are. Mexico, our biggest market. It's up 27% from last year. Um, Southeast Asia is up 11%. Um, other markets are growing as well. So we keep showing you know, the administration and others, hey, this is what happens when we have good trading um, partners, when we have the right climate and the right situation. Demand is there. Our products are good. Our you know, customers want these products. So we use that as an example to keep pushing Um, for more opportunities in different markets. You kind of alluded to earlier something holding dairy back, as farmers are well aware, input costs and supply chain challenges. What is U.S. Dairy Export Council's role in helping mitigate these challenges or presenting uh, solutions to fix these problems? Well, U.S. Dairy Export Council tries to be their voice um, in very key venues, at decision-making levels here in Washington and other places. We meet with port authorities. Often we meet with the carriers, their CEOs and decision-makers to help them remember how important um, exports are to U.S. agriculture. You know, the front you know, page and the top headline on the news is often about imports, products that U.S. You know, consumers want to get from various markets especially during the holidays. And sometimes exports is not front and center, so we have to be that voice. We have to, you know, make sure that decision makers and all elements of the supply chain recognize how significant agriculture, the role of agriculture in dairy specifically is in local economies, helping farmers have new markets, jobs that are created there, 
and also nourish, helping to nourish, you know, a very hungry and food insecure world. So it's really about highlighting, bringing attention, um, being that voice, supplying facts and data and information to decision makers as well. And, you know, opening doors for our members. We often have them testify at Congress. We have them meet at the White House. We have them meet with other officials to talk specifically about what's happening in their business, what it means, these holdups, these hurdles, these obstacles to getting, you know, carrier space or, you know, having railroad, um, proper um, railroad availability. So it's really about, you know, continue to beat that drum where it's so consistent and we just don't let up, making sure the dairy farmers and dairy industries' voices are heard. What about making sure that trade agreements uh, that we do currently have are kind of staying um, on schedule or in line? The reason I bring this up is I want to ask you specifically about the USMCA uh, disagreement with Canada on tariff rate quotas. Canada is Wisconsin's uh, number one international export destination. Can you give us kind of an update on what's going on there? Has that been resolved? What's going on? Oh, I wish I had the best news for you, but I don't. Um, and that is one thing that we have definitely done is work with this administration and held their feet to the fire to keep pressure on Canada to honor the commitments that they made in USMCA. I mean, they made commitments. And um, now they want to back away from those. Now they, you know, want to look at them differently. So our government has to make sure you know, that there are consequences that we hold the feet to the fire of the Canadians to say, you know, you signed this agreement, you made these commitments. Um, we're not there, but we're on the second wave of dispute settlement um, process against Canada. So, And that would be Krista Harden with the 2022 Dairy Exports. So we will see what all happens there and see if everyone stays to what they're saying. And yeah, we'll kind of go from there on that one. It is 28 minutes after 5 o'clock. We're almost halfway through our morning here before Jill and I head on the road to get to our chores. And no field work anymore, but we got to scrape down the barns. We've got Rocky Olson over at Premier Livestock. He knows all about that. He'll be coming in next. And the morning markets will be brought to you by... The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And it's that time of the morning. We're 5.30... Rocky Olson joins us now. Good morning, Rocky. Good morning. So, are you excited for the snow? Or do you wish we had more snow for Christmas? I'm, I'm okay. It's white out there, and I'm just good with the way it is. So You're just good with it? You don't like the whole, like really fluffy snow and stuff and the kids building snowmen for Christmas? Ah, they can build the snowmen out there right now. It's white, <laughs> and that's good enough. Might be a little brown with the dirt underneath. Yeah. Yeah, we got enough snow. They'll just have to roll a little longer. <laughs> nice. Well, Rocky, catch us up. How's this last week's sale going? What's coming up this next week? Uh, thank you. Good morning, everyone. This is how uh, last week's market shaped up here at Premier Livestock. We did sell over 2,800 head of livestock. Holstein fed cattle, Holstein uh, choice and primes sold 134 to 143. Select and low choice, 121 to 133. Choice beef steers and heifers, uh, light test from 135 to 145. Your market cows traded lower this last week. High yielding cows from 71 to 86. Most of the cows trading from 55 to 69. Market bulls lower 
more high yielding bulls from 82 to 99 uh, lower yielding lightweight bulls 81 and down organic market cows sold every monday high yielding cows from 75 to 95 lower yielding 74 and down newborn holstein bull calves sold mostly from 100 to 195 dollars per head your beef calves from 125 to 325 uh, we got a very busy week coming up this week at Premier Tuesday. We got our special feeder cattle auction. Uh, we're also selling bred beef cows. Has some very nice uh, bred beef cow consignments. Uh, we're expecting six to eight hundred head of feeder cattle, and quality looks to be very good for this week. Then Wednesday, we get our dairy cattle auction featuring a tremendous bunch of uh, top parlor freestyle cows from some of our top consigners. Here's one of our bigger groups. We got 40 fresh two and three year old Jersey crosses. Uh, they're the very, very fancy kind. Parlor freestyle, 75 to 125 pounds. Uh, the herd averages over a five butter fat. Uh, lots of top-notch, fresh two-year-olds. Uh, parlor freestyle, full details on those consignments on our website at premierlivestockandauctions.com. Questions, give us a call at Premier, 715-229-2500. And that's the way it chipped up, Kristen. Well, it sounds like you've got a busy week coming up. And, yeah, you guys are always busy. That's the way we like it. That's good. All right. Well, you take care, and we'll catch you later. Thank you. There he goes, Rocky Olson over at Premier Livestock. We've got your weather. He's coming in next. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And it's that time of the morning to check in on our weather. We're going to head over to our Skywarn 13 meteorologist, Mike Dandrea, and check in and see what's happening with the flurries today. Good morning, Mike. Oh, he's not with us yet. He's probably just coming in from outside. I saw him before. He's out there checking the weather, seeing how much or snow we're going to get, measuring things. Do you think there's going to be enough for me to shovel? I sure hope so. You just want to see me get out there and shovel that, don't you? I want to see, you know, farm girl muscles working here. <laughs> I know what I got. I want to see what you got. <laughs> oh, I'm going to leave that alone. <laughs> Because I just know better. Yeah. Well, should we check in and see if Mike is available with us this morning? I suppose you could. Oh, you suppose. <laughs> you know, we were talking earlier, Mike, and I've got Jill on here with me also. So back in the day when I was in elementary school, I had a school principal that would always say, make sure when the snow flies, you bring your galoshes and rubbers. Do you know what those are? Your galoshes and rubbers? Yes. Uh, I don't. Enlighten me. Snow pants and boots. Okay. It's just the older term. And Jill says, well, you know, how would I know that? Because I'm such a baby. And I said, well, what does that make her? (laughs) What does that make me? (laughs) I know. You're like an embryo then if I'm a baby. I don't know. I'm I'm a little worried. uh, You know, I'm not going to go into my age right now because, (laughs) well, you know, some... Some of my friends, you know, what's funny about that is I feel when I'm around my friends, because a lot of my friends are younger, uh, I feel like older when I'm around my friends. And then when I go out in the general public, everyone's like, oh, you're such a baby. And mm-hmm. it's like, well, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know where I fit in anymore. I know. <laughs> I, I feel you. I mean, we're like on the land of misfit toys over here. Yeah, we are. <laughs> Good reference. <laughs> <laughs> well, let, let's hope the forecast is not misfit and catch us up what's going on there i would say that it's about as close to average as we can get so it's certainly not a a misfit so today i mean we'll have a generally cloudy sky but if you're south of i-90 you may run into a chance at some uh, freezing rain or just a wintry mix in general which could make for some slick spots so if you're in crawford county or if you are heading down that way 
You're under a winter weather advisory until 11 o'clock. As for the rest of us, we'll be under a mainly cloudy sky, possibly a chance at some snow showers, but those will be rather few and far in between. Highs getting into the low 30s, but tonight some of those clouds will start to clear on out, and that'll make for a cooler night as we dip into about the low teens. Some of us up by Highway 8 may dip into the single digits. Tomorrow, more of a repeat offender of today, a mainly cloudy sky, maybe a little cooler as we get into the upper 20s for our highs, mid-teens for our overnight lows, and Wednesday we'll have a little bit more sunshine, especially into the afternoon. Mid to upper 20s, and Thursday we start to warm up gradually into about the low 30s yet again, right around average, a little bit more sunshine. That continues into Friday, highs into the mid-30s, and by this weekend, we may warm up just a little bit into the mid-30s uh, for our highs and possibly a chance at some brief snow showers, but I think a better chance uh, will kick off next week in terms of snow showers. But right now, we have a few clouds streaming in and a temperature of 27 degrees in Eau Claire. Oh, it cooled off a little bit. A little bit. We have that cold front moving in from the northwest. Ah. So, so did you ever want to be a dentist when you grew up? Ah, uh, no, I'm not like that elf. No? What's, what's his name again? Hermie. Hermie, that's right. <laughs> I forgot his name. <laughs> well, I, you know, are you like Cornelius then? You chase the abominable snowman and he just had a toothache. Oh, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully we'll get some white snow for Christmas and we don't have to go to the dentist. Yeah, you know, you, you can't be having any of that uh, off-white snow. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. In the words of Olaf, yellow and snow. <laughs> <laughs> if, if yellow snow starts to fly, well, I think we would all be a little worried. Yeah, I would be. <laughs> yeah. All right, Mike, you take care. We'll catch you later. Absolutely. Have a good one. There he goes, our Skywarn 13 meteorologist, Mike D'Andrea, this morning. And now Morgan McCarthy, she's flagging us down. She's saying, hey, it's time to the news. Good morning, Morgan. I guess catch us up. You got to keep moving along and we've got more chores to do. Good morning. Well, here's what we're learning today. Coming out of a weekend and plugging back into a new week, we start with a fire near to us, and that's Toma. An investigation continues there as they try to determine the cause of a weekend fire in Toma. Firefighters say a home suffered damage because of the fire Saturday afternoon, though no one was hurt. Seven people were inside home at the time. Firefighters say it did take several hours to put that fire out. In another part of our state, we're seeing so-called dating app predator is once again speaking out from behind bars. Fox 6 spoke with Timothy Olson over the weekend, who was formally charged last week with kidnapping and identity theft. Olson continues to say none of the charges are true, as he told Fox 6's reporter that women lie. He denies kidnapping a 79-year-old woman at gunpoint and says the woman that he's accused of stealing money from all gave him hundreds of dollars. Olson remains a person of interest in a death investigation in South Milwaukee, though there are no charges in that case. In another part of the state, we look closer at an incident from a high school. It was a wrestling tournament over the weekend, and a two-year-old child from Plymouth is at Children's Hospital after falling at the school early that morning. Right, John? A GoFundMe's been set up to help cover medical costs for the child. The page says he fell over 15 feet in a stairwell while attending a wrestling tournament with his family, suffering broken orbital bones and a serious skull hematoma. Details about why the 20-month-old was in that stairwell have not been provided. I'm John DeMaster. Well, it was a community coming together in Waukesha for the annual Christmas parade. It was a poignant one, right, Mark? Hundreds gathered on Sunday after a driver plowed through the parade last year, leaving six people dead and dozens injured. With Peace on Earth as the theme, the parade featured 80 floats that were led by six snowflake cutouts in honor of the lives lost. Security was tightened and officials altered the route from past years to ensure safety. Daryl Brooks Jr., the man convicted of last year's attack, was given six life sentences. He is appealing.
I'm Mark Mayfield. If you have kiddos suited up for sports, then you can welcome lacrosse to the table. It's a new sport in the playbook. Starting next year, lacrosse will be an official high school sport in our state. The Wisconsin Interscholastic Athletic Association Board of Control unanimously approved sanctioning boys and girls lacrosse starting in the 2023 to 2024 school year. The WIAA says it will release more details in the future. Well, from lacrosse to the football field, a little bit more to uh, cheer about yesterday as the Packers stage that late comeback and did end up beating the Bears. That was a 28-19 final in case you skipped out early with the coach saying. You know, it was a great fourth quarter. Just a very resilient effort. I think the atmosphere is always great here, especially you can talk Packers, Bears. Obviously the significant significance of this game the bears dropped to three and ten and have lost six straight games and if you're feeling a little bit slow on this monday and coffee's not doing the trick well the lottery's growing you can daydream lottery officials say that nobody picked all six numbers in saturday night's drawing that means monday night's jackpot in the multi-state lottery game will be worth 89 million dollars as for tuesday's mega millions jackpot that's worth 354 million dollars I'm Mark Mayfield. And you can always hit the jackpot when you go back to the barn with Kristen Jill and the Midwest Farm Show. Live, local, and right along with you on Wax 104.5. Thank you so much, Morgan. And that's a look at our news this morning. But we've got markets and a whole lot more coming up next right here on Wax. We're 19 minutes before 6 o'clock. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And it's that time of the morning to check in with some markets. We're going to head over to the Equity Altoona Barn and check in with Jim Lindsay. And Jim, catch us up. How'd the sale go on Friday? How many head of cattle? Three to six hundred pound beef steers, a dollar twenty-five to a dollar ninety. Six to nine hundred pound beef steers, a dollar fifteen to a dollar eighty. Three to six hundred pound beef heifers, a dollar twenty to a dollar seventy-two. Six to nine hundred pound beef heifers, a dollar five to a dollar sixty-eight. Three to six hundred pound Holstein steers, eighty-five to a dollar forty-five. Six to nine hundred pound Holstein steers, seventy-five to a dollar twenty-four. Next special feeder sale will be December 9th. All feeder sales are live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to. Give us a call at 715-835-3104. To check out our early consignments, go to the Equity Livestock Market consignment page and click on the Altoona Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. Thanks, Jim. You too. And now we've got Jerry Fitzgerald joining us now from the Equity Stratford Barn. Good morning, Jerry. How's it going today? Well, Kristen, good morning to you and Jill. We're doing good. Uh, kind of a relatively warm morning, 25 degrees, but... Not uh, looking for anything too exciting in the uh, weather department this week, I don't think. But uh, anyway, we'll take it. And uh, it sounds like you girls are having a fun time this morning. I have to ask you, have you guys been dipping into the eggnog this morning or what? I have not. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Jill may have visited a winery or two yesterday. Oh, well, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, you know, <laughs> no, really, that makes a, a nice, uh, you know, that makes nice Christmas gifts. You know, you'd, you'd really like it if somebody brought you a case of wine for Christmas, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah, I would. That's a good idea, Jerry. You just gave Jill, like, this light bulb. She's like, oh, yes, that's what I was going to give you. <laughs> well, uh, probably don't. Probably not a good idea to bring it to the station, though, you know. <laughs> well, I mean, it's 5 o'clock somewhere. You are right. Well, I guess we better get to the business at hand here because it is past 5 o'clock somewhere here. So, Sounds uh, good. Yeah, thank you both, and very good morning to everyone. And this will be the upcoming sales schedule here this week at Equity Stratford. We've got a very, very busy week on tap here at Stratford, and we do get started here Monday morning, bright and early this morning with the market auction. 
And we do sell uh, conventional market cows today, along with fed cattle and the bulls, market bulls. Baby calves today at 11.30. And tomorrow, Tuesday, a big day tomorrow, Tuesday here in Stratford. We start at 10 o'clock tomorrow morning with the hay and bedding auction. We do have both hay and bedding for that sale tomorrow, along with firewood also, all on the consignment list. 11 o'clock tomorrow will be the dairy auction. And, folks, uh, you folks in the dairy business here, we do have a very, very nice herd of Holstein cows for that sale tomorrow. Complete herd, six. 60 Holstein cows, they're tie stall cows, uh, milk and housed, of course, in tie stalls, left outside every day. Uh, they're averaging 80 pounds per day with a 4-1 fat, somatic cell count very low at 90. All these cows are bred back AI to black Angus bulls. Uh, the entire herd is vaccinated with Triangle 10. Dry cows are all dry treated. And these are coming from uh, over here by Wassa. And the owner, of course, is retiring. Great set of cows. So if your folks are looking for some really good cows, we'll see you tomorrow at 11 o'clock. We also do have uh, Holstein springing heifers on that sale tomorrow. Again, that dairy auction tomorrow will be starting at 11. After the dairy sale tomorrow, we do market cattle. And, of course, uh, keep in mind on Tuesday, we, uh, along with the conventional market cows, we also sell organic cattle every Tuesday. Moving ahead to Wednesday, busy day here at Wednesday. Of, besides the regular market auction, we do have the special bread beef cow and feeder cattle sale. Folks, we've got a lot of bred beef cows are consigned already. Uh, whatever different breeds you want, Hereford, Angus, etc. We got, we've got a lot of breed, a lot of different breeds. They're all represented here. We've got a good selection already of bred beef cows, also a good selection of feeder cattle. Uh, a lot of heavier feeder cattle already consigned. So again, that will be a noontime start. A regular auction on Wednesday does start at 10. Market auction, fed cattle, baby calves. And then on Thursday, our auction does start at 11 o'clock. So Folks, uh, if you're in the dairy business, uh, we do have that nice herd for tomorrow. And if you're in the uh, beef business, a lot of beef cows for that sale on Wednesday. And, again, a lot of information on our website. We invite you folks to take a look at that, Equity Co-op. Click on the Stratford page. And uh, just a brief look at last week. We did see a, a weaker trend on the cows, uh, mostly steady on the calves. So we'll have an update tomorrow morning, see how things are transitioning today. But, again, very busy week coming up. And, uh well, you ladies, uh, what you guys got going on this week? Well, we're busy. We're working women here. Well, that's good. I'm glad to hear that. And uh, uh, Bob will be back tomorrow morning? Yep, he'll be back. All right. Well, you ladies have a nice day. And again, I thank you and uh, enjoy the day. Sounds good, Jerry. You too. There he goes, Jerry Fitzgerald at the Stratford Equity Barn. We've got your morning markets. Those will be coming up next along with Dr. Dan Understander. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Lots of round bales are in the feeding mix right about now as we uh, use a hay loader and take those round bales out into the pasture. But are we losing more than we're gaining? Dan Undersander is with us, our state forage specialist, on our next Girl Alfalfa Update program. And Dan, you take them out there and just dump them in the field. It's like dumping money down the drain, isn't it? That's right, Bob. Uh, cattle are particularly bad about pulling a bale apart. Uh, they grab a bite and back up and chew on it, and then whatever uh, is outside of their mouth uh, gets chewed off and falls on the ground. And once it's fallen on the ground and been trampled on and maybe urinated on, uh, the cattle aren't going to eat it anymore. So there's a lot of data with uh, feeding round bales. If you just put a bale out on the ground, uh, the chances are that something around 30 or 40% of it is going to be trampled and not eating. Uh, 
some people console themselves by thinking it makes good bedding, and it does, but it's a little bit of money for that, especially as you're going to be feeding bales throughout a period of the winter. I'd like you to consider a dairy quality hay is about 250 a ton, but even the uh, second grade of hay is over $200 a ton. So if you've got an 800-pound bale and you're losing 40% of it, uh, that's uh, something around uh, 800 times 40% is 320 pounds that you'd lose. And then that ends up being about uh, 20 or $30 per bale that is being lost as it is being fed. So this is a good time to think about either uh, having a feeder around the bale or some people have used electric wiring to limit access to the bales, make the cattle reach under it, and then what they pull out, they drop, and since it's on the other side of the wire, they'll still come back and eat it. So there are several things that can be done to uh, reduce the wastage fees, which will be significant dollar value this year. And not all those hay feeders are of equal quality, something we'll talk about with Dan in a future program, what to look for in uh, a hay feeder, because uh, some are better than others. Dan Undersander, our state forage specialist, on our next Grow Alfalfa Update program. Thank you so much, Bob, and taking a look at your markets again. We've got on the Chicago Board of Trade, your March corn was up a penny at 647. Your March oats down a fraction at 357. March beans up six at 1452. Your March soybean meal was up 70 cents to 424.80 a ton. March wheat up a nickel at 766. Country elevators in the area. Golden Plump in Arcadia is at 626 for corn. Baldwin's at 602 for corn, 1373 for beans. Durand is at 593 and 1367. Mondovi's at 604 and 1372. Elmwood is at 602 for corn, 1377 for beans. Fall Creek is at 584 and 1352. Osseo's at 607 and 1377. Elk Mound is at 596 for corn, 1371 for beans. Sparta's at 584 and 1354. Ellsworth at 572 and 1323. Wheat and grain in Chippewa Falls, 588 for corn, 1385 for beans. Ethanol plants in the area, Boysville's at 603, Stanley and New Richmond both at 601. Switching to the dairy side, barrel cheese unchanged at $1.89 and three quarters. Your blocks were unchanged at 210. Double A grade butter was up two cents at 290. And your class three futures for December were up nine at 2029. January down three at $20. February was unchanged at 1989. March up a nickel at 1998. April was up six cents at $20 on the head. And then the markets were mostly upward trending into 2024. And that's a look at your morning markets. And Jill, before we head on out to do those chores, what do we have coming up on the calendar? There's a few items that people might want to know about. Absolutely. Elk Creek Solar is having an open house on Thursday from 3 to 7 p.m. at the Springbrook Town Hall in Elk Mound. Um, head on out there. They've got information available that you can take home. So that's the Elk Creek Solar Open House on Thursday, December 8th from 3 to 7 p.m. And there's no registration for that. It's just an open house. Just an open house. They've got information available. Perfect. And if you haven't done your cookie baking for the winter here, Pleasant Valley 4-H is having their cookie walk and craft sale on Saturday starting at 10 o'clock at the Pleasant Valley Community Center in Leghorn. Those are always good cookie walks too. 
Well, and I asked them, I interviewed some of the kids that are in Pleasant Valley 4-H, and I asked them if they were going to save me cookies, and they said, well, only if you're there at 10 o'clock. Well, then you better be there at 10. I know, right? <laughs> I'd I probably I be got, there at quarter two just in case. I think I got to get in front of Bob, though, because he usually goes and takes up all the cookies he can. Well, you know, just nudge him out of the way and just say ladies first. Oh, okay. <laughs> we'll see if that works. <laughs> well, speaking of ladies first, you know, guys, you got to get that wife your significant other, your girlfriend, she's going to need a gift for Christmas. And if you're a procrastinator like some people are... <clears throat> Me. Yep. You got to go to WaxRadio.com and you can actually go to the Midwest Farm Report tab and register to win a half a hog, courtesy of Smith Brothers Meats up in Colby, and a chest freezer from Abbotsford Appliance. The best part about this is it doesn't cost you anything. It's our way of saying thank you, but maybe you don't need to tell your wife or significant other that, you know... You can just come home with a freezer and it filled with meat and say, Merry Christmas, sweetheart. Look what I got you. And now you have to cook it. I, I think that would be a fabulous gift. And I, I, I agree that you should uh, add in that you'd be willing to cook it. Yes. I mean, what woman doesn't want to be wined and dined at Christmas? I mean, we do the wrapping, the shopping. Now is our time to sit back and have the men cater to us. Absolutely. I like it. Good but you have that. to go to WaxRadio.com to register to win. Go to the Midwest Farm Report tab and register, or you can use our app. But it's our way of saying thank you to everyone out there for all your hard work in agriculture. If you're a truck driver, milk hauler, nutritionist, agronomist, if you're the farmer, if you're in charge of shoveling the not-so-pleasant-smelling stuff, we want to say thank you. So go to WaxRadio.com, Midwest Farm Report tab, and register to win that half a hog and the chest freezer. We're at 27 degrees right now in the Eau Claire Chippewa Falls Menominee area, looking at a high of 31. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report, available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Montovi and the Chilson family of brand dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadar. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.